Welcome to I Took the High Road with Jacob Jansen. Our program is designed to educate about the drug problems that are reaching epidemic proportions in the United States. Could we be approaching the drug problem the wrong way? Mr. Jansen has been down the road of addiction, down the path of recovery, and now helps others find their path. Addicts are not bad people trying to get good. They are sick people needing to get well. Are you a part of the solution or the problem? Come and join us for an hour of fantastic guests, amazing stories, positive encouragement, and information that just might make your community a better place. Now, here's your host, Jacob Jensen. Hello, and welcome to I Took the High Road. I am your host, Jacob Jansen, and uh, this is episode 13 for me. So that means I'm done with my promo quarter and on to the next quarter. And I just want to th- say thank you uh, to all my listeners and supporters who have gotten me to this far. Um, I hope you think it is entertaining, uh, educational, and interesting. So uh, we got a great show for you today. Um, I want to start off by reading uh, a article that I found from a blog from 1997, and this is what it says. For two and a half days, Lewis, a North Jersey businessman with a four-year, hundred-dollar-a-day heroin habit, lay flat on his back asleep in an old hotel room in Hanoi, waking only to swallow capsules of a Vietnam herbal treatment touted as a quick cure for drug addiction. After each dose, Lewis fell back into a dead slumber. With him at all times was a Vietnamese doctor and Thomas Dodd, a former heroin addict and drug counselor from Patterson. On the fourth day of his detoxification using this substance, Lewis, who was 35, felt well enough to leave his Hanoi hotel bed and go for a walk. The next day, his urine showed no traces of heroin, and he and Dodd boarded a plane for New Jersey. The two men recalled Friday at Dodd's home in Elmwood Park. Aside from vomiting up the Hiantos pills the first couple of times and about with diarrhea, Lewis said he has experienced none of the racking pain, sweats, chills, and nausea normally associated with kicking heroin cold turkey or with drugs such substitutes such as methadone. He was back to work within two days, he said. Lewis ended several weeks of follow-up treatment with much lower doses of the substance and no longer feels the craving for heroin or even for stimulants such as caffeine. I used to drink coffee every day, smoke cigars, and drink soda. Lewis, who requested anonymity, said Friday, now I don't want to touch that much. I don't even like to sell, smell cigarette smoke. So what is this substance called? It's called Hientos, and Hientos means heat of the sun and it's a concoction of 13 plants and herbs. It was created in the 1980s by Dr. Tran Kuang Dan, I don't know if I'm saying that right, a Vietnamese physician whose father and brother were addicted to opiates and became addicted to himself in order to experiment and find an herbal cure called according to published reports. So if this article was from 1997 and it was one of the first generations of Hientos, now they're on generation four, why have we never heard about this substance that is helping so many people um, get off of strong opiates? So I want to introduce my guest today. His name is Richie Ogalnik. Welcome, Richie. Thank you for being on the show today. Well, thanks for having me, Jake. So can you tell us, uh, please, Richie, just a little bit about yourself and how you found out about this substance, Hientos? Okay, sure, I will. 
Well, I initially uh, was introduced to something called Ibogaine. 25 years ago, I received a call from a friend who asked me if I knew anything about something called Ibogaine. And I didn't. And I was intrigued because he shared with me that what Ibogaine did was it interrupted the symptoms of withdrawal and eliminated craving for uh, all opiates and eliminated craving for cocaine and other substances. So I uh, was very intrigued, and I walked to the Herbarium Library at the University of Florida uh, in Gainesville and found a small corporation, and I received a packet of information. And uh, long story short... I found myself going to Africa a couple of years later, and my intention was to go to the bush and to meet up with some pygmies because this is where iboga grows, and I wanted to pick up 40,000 doses for three cents each, uh, you know, go to Needle Park in Europe and dose out 30,000 people, and maybe one quarter of them would show up for their free needles the following week. Uh, after calling CNN and documenting it, documenting this whole experience, and uh, basically that would bring Ibogaine to the world so that people could be free of their addictions, uh, and uh, and that was my you know my my messianic urge, sure, sure. so to speak. Uh, it didn't quite work out that way um, because I found someone that. Uh, gave me the first 13 grams of Ibogaine hydrochloride, and I brought it back, and it was just me and one other person in the world back 22 years ago that was working with Ibogaine in the world outside of West Central Africa. And we just did a show on Ibogaine, so if if the listeners want to listen in, you can hear a little bit more research on that and and maybe learn a little bit more on why it didn't work. But sorry, keep going, Richie. Yeah, yeah, and... And so basically, I'm say I'm telling this story because my intention was to find a home remedy, an affordable, safe, non-toxic home remedy that people throughout the world can utilize to detox themselves from from substances uh, of their choice. And long story short, it ended up not to be ibogaine. However, now, twenty over 20 years later, 10 to 20,000 people have experienced Ibogaine. Uh, it's in 30 different countries, and there's about 150 Ibogaine providers throughout the world. But this brought me to Hientos because my intention was always to, to find something in the world that people can utilize. And I heard about Hientos about nine years ago from a person who had done Ibogaine and uh, because of some disease that he experienced, which he found out later on was contributing to his exhaustion and his relapse, uh, decided to go to Vietnam to experience Hientos. He came back, he shared his experience with me. Uh, I was very, very interested but very preoccupied with Ibogaine as I still am, uh, working with Ibogaine every day. Um, so I put it to the side, and then uh, periodically I would hear about it. And then a few months ago, I began to communicate with the doctors in Vietnam who 
uh, in the past 20 years have experienced thousands of, of treatments uh, working with people in both private and public uh, clinics in Vietnam. And I uh, began to communicate with Dr. Song, who has spent the last 19 years refining and sophisticating the, the, the final Hientos four, the final generation of, of the, uh, the combination of herbs. Uh, and so I went to Vietnam uh, because I wanted to uh, interview uh, Dr. Dan and Dr. Sung and all the, the people involved during the last, it's actually about 40 years. Okay. And I wanted to uh, witness some, some treatments and interview uh, some of the people under the influence of, of Hientos. Uh, which I did, and uh, and actually uh, cut my experience in Vietnam short with Dr. Sung because it turned out that he was on his way to the Pacific Rim Conference for Psychiatry in Vancouver, Canada. He had a, a talk there, and uh, and I flew back to Canada with him, uh, where. Uh, three people spoke about Hientos. Uh, one of them is a quite uh, famous in his uh, field uh, of mechanism of action studies and animal studies, a Dr. Phillips, who has spent the last three and a half years <clears throat> excuse me, uh, studying uh, the mechanism of action for Hientos uh, at the University of British Columbia. And so... Uh, so basically, though, um, that was my introduction to Hientos. Sure. sure, and Hientos, you know, you said it's been around and kind of being reformed for about 40 years, and that kind of is an interesting story in itself. Can you, you know, elaborate a, a little bit more on kind of why Hientos was developed and uh, processed and, and really why it was created in Vietnam? Yes, this is, this is an interesting story. Story and, and I think it probably pertains to other parts of the world where opium grows. Oh, absolutely! Um, it seems that where there's uh, where there's demand is always supply, and in certain provinces in Vietnam, uh, they've, they've been harvesting, cultivating opium for a thousand years, and as a result, what happens in the family structure is that the the elder people. Uh, are enabled to continue their opiate habit throughout the seasons, whereas the younger people that are also addicted, and there's no judgment in, in these provinces in terms of, of just utilizing opium every day for an sure. entire life. Uh, but they needed to find something to uh, at least ameliorate the symptoms of withdrawal between harvests because there wasn't enough opium to accommodate the entire family. And, you know, of course, you know, as a result, uh, the uh, herbologists, the medicine men and women in the particular province go into the forest and they find active ingredients. And what the focus, particularly for Kientos has been is to create a sleep agent and a detoxi detoxing agent. Uh, and uh, what uh, Dr. Dan began to do and what Dr. Sung continued doing when Dr. Dan gave him the kind of 
passed over. Uh, he entered about 20 years ago, and Dr. Sung spent the last 19 years refining the process was they went to several different provinces and they derived the most active herbs from the different combinations of herbs from different provinces to create what we now have, a standardized form of hientos, which was complete only about a year and a half ago, and now it can be shared with the rest of the world. And, you know, in some of my research and things that I was doing, uh, I know I noticed some of the first Hientos concoctions were a liquid that said they had a very, very off-putting taste, and now they've been able to kind of formulate it into capsules and uh, make exactly. it safe to uh, to distribute to the mass majority of people who want to get this now. So can you explain a little bit about um, the Hientos process and the what actually it entails on helping getting somebody off of the, the opiate substances? Uh, sure. Uh, well, it's, it's a very, very simple and gentle uh, protocol, uh, which involves an initial um, five to ten day detox process and then a small amount, four capsules, before going to bed every night as a maintenance. And there's a very, very strong serotonin uptake and a detoxing and sleeping process. Um, now, I have an experience during the first two to four days that people literally sleep all the time, uh, but they do sleep very, very nicely, uh, seven, nine hours, ten hours a day for the first couple of days, three days. Amazing. Um, it depends on the extent of the addiction as to how many capsules we give over a period of that initial five to ten day detox period. If, if someone is detoxing from methadone, it's going to be ten and even as, as long as a 12-day process. Mm-hmm. But during starting about the fourth day, people are functioning. People are sure. able to get up and start moving around with a short with a small to a moderate short-acting opiate addiction, it's after the first two days that they're able to, to move about and oh. start functioning quite well. And, and kind of very similar to, you know, that whole Ibogaine experience that I, I have just um, witnessed some people go through and helping them get out. And the thing that really struck me is, you know, when you talked about this process of taking this, you know, you said it's simple and gentle, which is so contradictory, I think, to, you know, what everyone believes is a traditional detox process, which is very difficult and painful, uh, you know, mm, yeah. so to find something that's simple um, and gentle um, and also legal in the United States, very exactly. neat. And we're going to talk about more of some of those differences uh, between Ibogaine and Hientos and some of the other detox methods that are out there after this break. But we got to take a quick commercial break from our sponsors. And when we get back, we're going to talk more with Richie about Hientos. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Hi, my name is Jacob Jansen, and I am the owner of My Recovery Project. 
Do you know someone using drugs or alcohol? Are their actions negatively affecting you or people you care about? If so, it is time for an intervention. Far too often, we are a country that acts after problems arise. It is time to act now. Interventions confront a person and allow them to see their self-destructive behavior and how it affects themselves, family, and friends. Just as important, interventions help the family understand the disease of addiction and make sure the loved one gets the help they need by offering a solution of treatment. I have been through the hell of addiction, and I have found a passion in recovery helping others. Getting a person into treatment can be a difficult task. I help the family through this providing options, and I become a mediator during the intervention. If you would like more information, please visit www.myrecoveryproject.com or call 262-290-1072 for a free consultation before things get worse. My name is Linda Lenz. Last year, my husband and I received a phone call that no parent should ever receive. We received a call that our 23-year-old son had died of a heroin overdose. We were on a mission to find out how this could happen. He was a beautiful person, intelligent, a straight-A student, and a wonderful son. But here's what we did not know. The drug landscape had changed. Kids in junior high and high school were using prescription pills to get high. Prescription pills are opiates, just like heroin, and they can be found in almost every home's medicine cabinet. To combat this problem, we established a Facebook page, Stop Heroin WI, and a website, StopHeroinNow.org. Please go to this website and donate generously. All of your money goes directly to prevention programs and rehabilitation programs. StopHeroinNow.org. So no parent ever has to receive that phone call. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to I Took the High Road with host Jacob Jansen. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email at jacobjansen at itookthehighroad.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. This is I Took the High Road, and I am your host, Jacob Jansen. And today's show is Hientos, and uh, we're joined by Richie Ogalnik, and uh, we're talking a little bit more about Hientos. And um, before the break, we were talking about how it differed just a little bit from Ibogaine. So, Richie, can you uh, talk just a little bit more about what are the, some of the similarities and differences between Hientos and Ibogaine? Well, the, the similarities are, <clears throat> excuse me, that it <clears throat> that both have the capacity to ameliorate symptoms of withdrawal. The the ibogaine is a powerful psychotropic. Um, it's it's the granddaddy of of psychoactives. Um, it's it's a a, a beautiful self reflective uh, tool. Mm-hmm. And it, it eliminates the symptoms of withdrawal, I would say, by 85 to 98%. However, it necessitates uh, a lot of care. It's a very uh, labor-intensive uh, one-on-one facilitation uh, that 
really requires someone do this with a trained Ibogaine provider. Uh, there are different models out there uh, where people work with uh, a medical model, non-medical model, but it requires an EKG. It requires a lot of care and a lot of concern for safety. Sure. Uh, keep going. Got keep going, sorry. <laughs> yes, and the, the Hientos is... Similarly, it, although it ameliorates the symptoms of withdrawal by about 70%. Um, and so what Hientos does is so interesting. It's what Ibogaine doesn't do. And I can see in the future there's going to be uh, a creation of several different protocols that include both Hientos and uh, Ibogaine because, for example, Hientos enables people to sleep. And really 50% of the the agony of the symptom of the symptoms of withdrawal has to do with the 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 fact that people just cannot sleep sometimes for weeks even after ibogaine until sure. the endorphins kick in and it helps regulate sleep uh, a person cannot sleep and it's very difficult for those four to five weeks to be sleeping two three four hours a night and that's not the case with hientos Sure. I, I know with my withdrawals, I didn't sleep for like seven days, and I don't think my sleep schedule, just like you said, got normal for probably three to five weeks out where I was only sleeping a couple hours a night. That's just huge that uh, Hientos helps people sleep, and you also mm -hmm. mentioned to me earlier that it helps people kind of eat and hold down some oh. of that nausea. One of those yes. things I really didn't mm -hmm. see with ibogaine that you know the the original couple days after there was no sleep they still kind of were awake um, a certain percentage of awake. Right. So right, yes, and that is very important too. People are eating just terrifically uh, when they do hientos. Um, so that the similarities are that they both ameliorate the symptoms of withdrawal, and I haven't come across things that do that. Um, as well as both of these uh, uh, substances or, if you will, modalities. Um, but there are a lot of differences, and I think that they can be uh, augmented very well. Sure. Uh, one of those differences being about the legality in the United States. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Ibogaine is a, a controlled substance. Um, it's uh, a felony to actually possess I began in the United States and several other countries throughout the world. Uh, Hientos is completely legal. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's safe. It's affordable because people won't have to travel outside the United States to a center, uh, whether it's in Costa Rica or elsewhere, to receive treatment uh, with a full staff and, and a, a big house that People have to rent, providers and doctors need to care for. Um, so people can do this at home or at a friend's home uh, with the care of, of an assistant, whether it's a Hientos assistant or a family member, uh, where a Hientos assistant can, can help the two of those people uh, create the protocol that's best and a little structure around the several-day detox period for the person receiving Hientos. Sure. Uh, so it's really minimum care and uh, minimum cost. 
and it's completely safe. And in fact, the doctors in Vietnam through these thousands of treatments have not uh, once uh, needed to receive an EKG or a, or a liver panel. Um, it's, it's safe and it's, it's affordable and it's, uh, yeah. it's available. That's amazing. Are, are there any times where Hientos might not be appropriate or would be maybe unsafe in, in an in-home environment? Well, it's, I don't see any times when it will be unsafe to utilize. Um, I think that the structure of creating a situation where people aren't surrounded by the habits of their life, I think that there will be people that will want to leave their their residence um, for two to, to five to seven days and come to a friend's home or even a Hientos house. Um, I can see where people will be setting up homes in several uh, cities in the country and maybe throughout the world where people can come for however many days they choose uh, just to get over the initial hump and then they can go back to their lives with their maintenance dose of Fientos, which they take before going to bed every night. And it, when I speak about, you know, safety, Hientos, completely safe, completely legal, uh, but drug use and detox can be, in, you know, drug use is inherently dangerous. Detox can be uh, with certain substances like alcohol or benzodiazepine. So mm-hmm. uh, the, while there might be no dangerous uh, substances in Hientos, you do have to make very sure uh, that you won't have a life-threatening detox, opiate withdrawal, exactly. cocaine withdrawal, one of those not life-threatening detoxes that can be handled by the substance and the safety of your own home. Um, so how does Hientos maybe differ from like an ultra-rapid detox? You know, these are these new detox mm-hmm procedures that are coming out where people are actually put under for a period of 24 to 72 hours. The drugs are rapidly pushed out of their body. How does this differ from that rapid detox? Right. Um, well, this is very, very gentle and very, very natural. It's, um, it's not, a f- it doesn't force, it doesn't push anything out of the system. Um, people don't wake up in the throes of however withdrawals, however much withdrawals they need to still go through, which I heard happens quite often when people do the rapid detox and they're sleeping and they wake up and they're still needing to go through a significant amount of withdrawals. Um, This is a much more gentle and comfortable process over a period of several days. Sure. Why do you think we haven't heard about it in the United States? Uh, you know, it's been around, like you said, for 40 years. Um, it's been certainly studied for, you know, the last two decades and research improved. Why do you think it's just being heard about in the United mm-hmm. States now and, and at very low levels that we're hearing mm-hmm. about? It? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> somebody... <laughs> People always ask me, well, why haven't we heard about Ibogaine? And the short (laughs) answer to that question is because it works so well. Um, It's a naturally occurring substance. Uh, It can't be patented. Uh, Pharmaceutical companies are certainly not interested in either uh, Hientos or Ibogaine because um, 
they can't make any money on it. They're mm-hmm. both basically a one-shot deal. They're not a maintenance drug. Um, they can't patent it. And, uh, and the other reasons around Hientos is because here you have this, this gentle, quiet, communist country, Vietnam. Uh, it's been there in, you know, being utilized. Uh, there's been maybe a few hundred people that have come from Italy and Germany and have experienced uh, Hientos in, uh, in Vietnam. People coming addicted to methadone, doing quite a few benzos, uh, so on, and, uh, and they've been taken care of there. There's been, I would say, maybe 30 to 50 people in the United States over a period of the last 15 years that have come to Vietnam to receive treatment. Um, but, you know, addicts tend to have a tendency to isolate themselves, and when they're clean, they've got some things to clean up in their lives. Uh, they've got some burnt bridges to mend if they can, and they just move on with their lives, and they tend to... Um, throw out the baby with the bathwater. <laughs> a lot of people tend not to uh, share the modality that helped them, which, which is fine. It's, it's time for them to move on. And if they have to do it that way, then that's, that's the way they need to do it. I, so I know for never heard about these things. Yeah, I know, I know for me. Um, and that, I think that's one of the reasons why I uh, go back to different treatment facilities. I speak what about what I've gone through, you know, over the radio because not enough people do it. Uh, there, you know, to, in order for me to get clean, I had to move away from all of the old people, behaviors, and processes in my life, and really focus on myself for for a period. And in doing that, uh, the people who are using don't get to see the successes often enough because they have to make that break, move away from it, and don't become outspoken about some of these things like hientos or ibogaine. Um, you know, we, we talked about the pharmaceutical companies and, and that there's no money in it. And there's, you know, two big maintenance drugs that are out there right now, methadone and buropinephrine and suboxone, uh, which suboxone is a combination of buropinephrine and naloxone hydrochloride. Uh, and these two medications are being given out at huge, huge rates. Um, I believe suboxone is now outselling Viagra and in 2011, uh, the pharmaceutical company that made it made $1.55 billion on Suboxone. Um, how is this, you know, different than some of those drugs like Suboxone? Mm. Uh, well, it's like, like day and night. These aren't maintenance uh, drugs. Hientos is something that one takes uh, during that 5 to 10 day detox period and then over a period of just several weeks, just simply four capsules before going to sleep every night. Um, and that's it. And, and then people are moving on. Um, this is going to also potentially disrupt the, the whole system of 28-day detox that costs families, insurance companies, fifteen to $30,000. Sure. Um, this can really disrupt uh, sort of a lot of the undercarriage of the, of the, uh, the, the you know, the, the rehab and detox engine. Um, and we're looking forward to it. 
Yeah, and, I, and I think a change needs to be made. It's uh, long overdue right now with the huge opiate epidemic that we have in this country. I think uh, people are going to have to stand up and take notice. Um, I think there's enough room here for pharmaceutical companies to, to sell Suboxone uh, to people who want it and for people who want to get off it without maintenance medications. Um, Hientos may be that successful thing that can help you do that. Um, yeah. So... I want to talk about some of the success rates uh, briefly on doing this. And, and we all know that uh, there's such very low success rates in traditional um, opiate treatment programs mm -hmm. and methods of getting people clean. Uh, what are some of the success rates and studies coming out right now on Hientos mm -hmm. and the success rates? Okay. Well, there was one uh one a home study where 40 people, which was just concluded a few months ago in Vietnam, received Hientos over a period of three months. And uh, they found that three people, or 7% of these 40 people, relapsed after a three-month period. Uh, there's another study of 155 people that received Hientos in a public center in Vietnam. Uh, the, the results were approximately the same. Uh, those two studies uh, I need to have translated from the Vietnamese uh, here in, in Florida soon so that I can post these uh, studies in English on the site, hantos.org. Um, uh, um, I want to talk a little bit about... Uh, about what defines success, because yeah, please, Hientos please. Uh, is something that uh, okay, a person can can become situated in a pre-addictive state, and and then the other fifty percent of the equation needs to be uh, explored and uh, and resolved. And what I've experienced during the last 20 years, over 20 years of being on the phone with people talking about uh, Ibogaine, is that there's an issue which usually has a lot to do with the reason why someone became addicted in the first place. And probably two-thirds of the people that call me have an abandonment issue with the same-sex parent. Uh, when a person was between 5 and 15 years old, there was some kind of an emotional and or physical break with the same-sex parent. And so a person needs to address that directly by sitting across from a therapist that they really admire and respect. And usually a same-sex therapist is the better way to go. Sitting across from someone that they really admire will enable them to explore a much wider range of emotions than if they're sitting across from someone that they're just simply comfortable with. And, and addicts tend to not want to sit across from someone that they really look up to because the first time they did that, when they were kids, they were basically ripped off and abandoned. So they, they tend to be a lot more sensitive and a lot more intelligent than the average therapist. And it's very easy for addicts to, to in the name of therapy, the therapist thinking that they're doing some work and walking away from therapy a few weeks or a few months later sure. saying that was a waste of time. Complacency, sure. Yeah. 
So the key is to find someone, and, and I, I do have a couple of therapists that do Skype video, um, and they're excellent therapists who know a lot about this process um, that I can refer people to so they don't have to be looking for a, a good therapist in their particular you know, neighborhood. Sure, and, and that's as a, really the key of, as, of the, the other part of the equation. After the person is in a pre-addictive state, they're not on a maintenance drug, they have a range of emotions that they're exploring that they haven't explored sometimes for years because they've been anesthetizing these emotions um, by doing their, their drug of choice. Then it's, it's so imperative to begin a process of discovery at that point in, in, their, um, in their process. And, and I agree completely. You need to talk to somebody to be able to uh, relate to that person. You mentioned that you have a couple people that you work with as a certified intervention specialist, certified recovery coach. Hientos will certainly be something that I will be adding to my um, intervention arsenal and tools uh, to help people through that you know, second step of detox. So uh, we have to take another quick commercial break here from our sponsors, but when we come back, we're going to talk more about Hientos with Richie. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. My name is Linda Lenz. Last year, my husband and I received a phone call that no parent should ever receive. We received a call that our 23-year-old son had died of a heroin overdose. We were on a mission to find out how this could happen. He was a beautiful person, intelligent, a straight-A student, and a wonderful son. But here's what we did not know. The drug landscape had changed. Kids in junior high and high school were using prescription pills to get high. Prescription pills are opiates, just like heroin, and they can be found in almost every home's medicine cabinet. To combat this problem, we established a Facebook page, Stop Heroin WI, and a website, StopHeroinNow.org. Please go to this website and donate generously. All of your money goes directly to prevention programs and rehabilitation programs. StopHeroinNow.org. So no parent ever has to receive that phone call. Hi, my name is Jacob Jansen, and I am the owner of My Recovery Project. Do you know someone using drugs or alcohol? Are their actions negatively affecting you or people you care about? If so, it is time for an intervention. Far too often, we are a country that acts after problems arise. It is time to act now. Interventions confront a person and allow them to see their self-destructive behavior and how it affects themselves, family, and friends. Just as important, interventions help the family understand the disease of addiction and make sure the loved one gets the help they need by offering a solution of treatment. I have been through the hell of addiction, and I have found a passion in recovery helping others. Getting a person into treatment can be a difficult task. I help the family through this providing options, and I become a mediator during the intervention. If you would like more information, please visit www.myrecoveryproject.com or call 262-290-1072 for a free consultation before things get worse. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
are listening to I Took the High Road with host Jacob Jansen. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email at jacobjansen at itookthehighroad.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You are listening to I Took the High Road, and I am your host, Jacob Jansen. Today's show is a good one. We're talking about Hientos with Richie Ogalnik. Um, and before the break, we were talking about how Hientos is a detox process. In other words, it's the first step uh, of a long recovery. Uh, Richie, what type of aftercare is needed or can, you know, and help? Uh, improve success rates in recovery with Yentos? You, you know, I, I hear that there's a lot of different modalities that, that work that people can incorporate into an aftercare from uh, good food to exercise to, um, to certain supplements. Um, but to me, really what I've seen, the crux of it is to to deal with one's feelings because Usually, there was a particular abandonment issue and an emotion that people ran away from and found solace in their particular drug of choice. And as I was saying before the break, about two-thirds of the people have an abandonment issue with the same-sex parent, and then you're still dealing with about 30% of the people. Half of those people are, uh, have an abandonment issue with the opposite sex parent. And then there's about 15% of the people that I've spoken with every day during the last 21 years um, that um, are the type of personality, it's just a certain person in the world that will, you know, try anything once. They'll, you know, jump out of a plane. They'll, um, they'll just do anything once. And they happen to fall into trying heroin. They fall in love and, the rest is history. So that constitutes the remaining people that I've spoken with uh, every day. I mean, sometimes it's felt like I'm talking to the same family for 19 years because the patterns in sure. often are so similar. The dynamics are so similar. And what I found is that when someone has the courage to sit across from a same-sex therapist, and it's interesting, but inadvertently, once in a while... The 12-step program actually works, and I see that the reason why very often is because, in quotes, accidentally, a person finds a mentor in the sponsor that they find. They say uh, principles, not personalities. The principles, yes, very important. I always say it's the people, the personalities that will keep you coming back week after week. So it's... Important to find that right fit with a therapist, counselor, or something like that. Absolutely. Sorry, continue. Yeah, and, and, and so what I find is we can deliberately, consciously make that choice. And the, the key for, for the person who is now in a pre-addictive state is to not situate themselves, not fall into the, the habit of sitting across from a counselor or a therapist that they're just simply comfortable with. Yep, but complacent. Yep. be aware, be vigilant inside, and wait until you find someone that you're not necessarily always comfortable with because sometimes you'll feel intimidated. 
sometimes you'll feel angry because that's the only way that people uh, explore a range of emotions and that's when the healing happens. And it doesn't have to take years. It can just take a few months of very meaningful work with someone. Within that relationship, it can be very, very healing very quickly. Is is there any, uh, you know, I know it's in its very early stages and studies, uh, but have you been finding, is there any segment of the population that it seems to work better with? I mean, even maybe people that have been through traditional treatment processes in the past at certain ages. I mean, uh, have you identified any segments that it works better for? We, you know, we haven't. We, we've okay. we've gotten tastes of of uh, ameliorating symptoms of withdrawal from alcohol. I, I'm sorry, from methadone, eliminating the craving for alcohol, um, eliminating symptoms of withdrawal from short-acting opiates, uh, uh, craving for methamphetamine. I mean, we've we've touched upon uh, six or eight. Uh, Hantos treatments since yeah. I'm back from Vietnam. It's just a month, um, and I just spent you know, basically 35 days on the phone, 12 hours a day, just reaching out and letting people know that it exists. So, you know, and of course the information that I received from the people in Vietnam who have been working with it for years, but they had they didn't do any alcohol uh, work mm-hmm. or nicotine. Um, and so, and Suboxone, for example. So there's sure. a lot for us to do here in the West in terms of, of research. You know, and uh, one of the things that I found very interesting is, you know, you, we talk about methadone and, and Suboxone as these maintenance drugs that have very, very long-acting half-slice. And with Ibogaine, it wouldn't work as effectively as if they were on a short-acting opi- opiate. So we're told to go back to a short-acting opiate. Uh, you were telling me about a way uh, that we're finding that Hientos can work with uh, Kratom for methadone withdrawal. Can you talk yes. a little bit more about that? Yes. Well, of course, preliminary, uh, what we're looking at initially during the last literally few days is, is the case. Now, Kratom, Kratom, Kratom is a, a legal uh, herb that hits the same opiate receptor sites. Um, and it's addicting, actually. We've actually, through the years, have done Ibogaine treatments to help people get off of Kratom uh, because it's addicting. Um, and we've experienced a couple of sessions now where people have gotten off of Kratom by using Hientos. However, in very small quantities, Kratom could be used to ameliorate uh, a, a deeper amount of the uh, ameliorate more of the symptoms of withdrawal from opiates and it's very possible that a person doing 50 milligrams of methadone can be taken care of by a combination of of kratom and hientos and this is what we're seeing uh, preliminarily Uh, it's going to be you know we're going to learn so much more in the next six months to a year five years and and i'm um honored that you'd come on the show and talk about it, you know, as it's just coming to the United States and to kind of bring more awareness uh, about this wonderful product that's coming out that can really help people. I appreciate uh, the the opportunity. Sure. Um, Can 
Can you tell us, uh, you know, I know you've seen a few people go through this. Can you talk a little bit about that experience and kind of what you saw and maybe one of the success stories that really stands out in your mind of somebody getting through this difficult process? Well, there was uh, one gentleman who uh, was an IV heroin user for a few years, and uh, he actually flew from California to spend a week with... uh, a person who is uh, a wonderful uh, person who is uh, take, opening up her home for people to come uh, and receive treatment with Hientos. Uh, her goal was to actually open up a center uh, in Florida. And uh, she's certainly available uh, to speak with. Uh, she's very open if anyone has any questions about her experience because she's been in the trenches during the last few weeks um, exploring this uh, protocol with people, um, and and he uh, received Hientos and slept, which was a miracle in itself, and yeah. and ate and uh, and uh, and carried on with the simple protocol over a period of of a few days, um, decreasing the amount of Hientos after the second third day to that four. A capsule before going to sleep every night. It's been probably three weeks for him, and he's been clean. He's back in California, um, doing his 600 push-ups a day, <laughs> and uh, and he's doing better than he has done in years. Yeah. Very very well. Um, one of the example. you know the things uh, that that I saw certainly with ibogaine, and I haven't seen anybody undergo hientos, and I would certainly like to, um, you know, and and I'll give you an opportunity so listeners can understand where to get more information on hientos. Um, but one of the things that I saw with ibogaine was that epiphany into why they didn't want to do that. Uh, with this, you said there's really no hallucinogenic effects, but it it's definitely sounds like people are coming out uh, with this epiphany of why they don't want to do these substances anymore. It's giving them that clean break, that opportunity to step back and say, this is something I don't want anymore. Is, is that correct? Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's a good, uh, that's a good point, which had never actually occurred to me, but that is really what's happening. Um, there's no whatsoever, there's no psychotropic experience. There's, there's no, uh, you know, waking dream state. Like one experiences when they do Ibogaine where a movie, a movie screen appears and you're basically under the covers with your eyes closed for 30 hours experiencing um, a very deep self-reflective uh, time. Uh, no, there's nothing like that with Hientos, but sure. it does clear the mind and there is a serotonin uptake and people post five to ten day detox period time under the influence of Hientos actually don't have that post detox depression that a lot of people have. They have a kind of nice elevated mood, which is just very yeah. unusual to see a person in that process with a half smile on their face. Oh absolutely. I think most most addicts um, are not happy with where they are and definitely want to get out of the cycle but can't because uh, as soon as those withdrawals and the lack of sleep and eating kick in, it's very distractive and you can't function. So you go back to that yeah. use. It you know it really sounds like this gives people that 
break once they have that clarity to know that this isn't something they want to do. It's not helping exactly. them. Exactly. Um, that's, that's all to people need, you know, and yeah. then they have choice again. And then the work on another level begins. Oh, absolutely. They have choice again. And I think, you know, that's the kind of the new uh, wave of the treatment future that we're going to move to uh, safe, natural detoxes, you know, four or five days to more in-home type of aftercare, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, but we're just about getting to the end of the show, um, and I definitely want to give you the last word and how people can get a hold of you. So first of all, if people want more information on Hientos, where can they find it? Uh, they can find it on my website, and let me just quickly spell Hientos. It's H is in Harry, E is in Edward, A is in Arthur, N is in Nancy, T is in Thomas, O is in Oscar, S as in Sam, without the New York accent. dot org. So it's Hientos dot org, and uh, and you can go to the site and and uh, and there's a phone number there and. And I'm available to speak with for any length of time. Weekends, I don't keep hours. Yeah, as most of us don't, I think when you're kind of in this uh, addiction and recovery field, we learn that this is uh, not a 9-to-5 business. It's a 24-7 business. And uh, certainly as my business is expanding coast-to-coast, we work in different time zones too. So. Uh, mm-hmm, exactly. Do you, you know, we got a, a, about three minutes left here, maybe two. Uh, do you have any final message for our, our listeners, Richie? Well, only that really the, the, the goal, the, what I'm excited about is that I think that we cracked the code. I really do. And, and, uh, and I'm hoping that I'm going to think this a month and a year from now. Um, but I think that we can reach a million people in, in a few years uh, worldwide with a home remedy that's safe and gentle and affordable um, and, uh, and available. Um, there's, there's no restrictions as far as the availability. Um, there's a, uh, I wouldn't say there's an unlimited amount of Hientos in the world because it isn't organic, uh, but there's thousands and thousands and thousands of, of uh, doses available. Um, and... Uh, and I just am uh, honored and um, thrilled that I can uh, share this with the world. Yeah, and thank you for, for doing that and being here to share that. And, uh, you know, when we talk about uh, Hientos, there are so many opposites in the world, you know, good and bad um, health and sickness, and this could be that opposite side for heroin, heroin and hientos, two natural plant substances refined. One gets you helplessly hooked, one gets you off. Uh, So thank you, Richie. I want to thank you for being on the show today. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. And uh, that's about all the time we have today. So um, it's been a great 13 shows. Again, I want to thank all of my mentors, therapists, coaches, uh, family, and friends who have been here with me on this journey. And I'm looking forward to continue doing it uh, for a lot longer. So thank you again. Uh, this is I Took the High Road, and you have a great week. Enjoy life. Thank you for listening to I Took the High Road. 
Please join Jacob Jansen for another encouraging hour next Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll see you next week.